Hello, and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. And we've got an email at the top of the show from Gus, Gus the Paperboy. Gabe, when introducing yourself at the beginning of your program, you don't seem to be asserting your identity, personality, or presence by speaking so abruptly and quietly. Be proud. Impress your mom and your fans, of which I am one. Make your mark as Connor's teammate. Get out there. Should we gust the paper boy? Okay, hold on here. Should we practice? Or like can we do, can we do the top again? So it usually goes like this. Hello and well now I'm faking it. Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. <laughs> that was really powerful. And Gabe. Yeah. I, again. You think that imp- and Gabe. And Gabe. <laughs> Gabe. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Would that impress my mom? I, 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 I kind of like that little end game. I, I we can just, flip I, it I up. I like being in the background. We can flip it up. I guess we, we got in the routine of like, me always no, no, doing no. it. I, I, like, I like exactly the way it is, but I, I thank you to Gus for, for pointing that out and saying that he's a fan. That's pretty cool. Well, I know we, Gus has been in touch for a while now. He's one of our longest, loyal, most loyal listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, it's, it's a nice letter of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Be proud. So expect, I don't know, expect, expect Gabe's intros to really radically change possibly in the coming weeks. Or go back to the same. Or remain exactly remain what they the were. Same. We have another very, very, very nice email from Timothy. I won't read all of it because it's extremely long. But basically, he, dis- he just, unlike Gus, he dis- just discovered our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an online article in connection with our toxic masculinity episode. He said he loved it. That got him to our RSS feed, which is one way you can get podcasts. What, what is an RSS feed again? It's a technical back-end system that uh, you, it, it's, it's what a lot of social media and the internet is based on because it allows you, way before at the beginning of the internet, you had to go to different websites. You had yes. to go to different places to get stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the internet shifted and things come to you. So if I follow someone on Twitter, if I follow... Uh, if you follow things, if you s- subscribe to things, they come they to you somehow. They get fed into your account yes. somehow? Or? and that is the RSS. It's sending it out, mm-hmm. and you have subscribed or you, you've you said you want that content, yeah. and then it automatically comes to you. And our new listener, Timothy, had a problem with his RSS feed. Uh, well, that was part of the email, and we're, we're fixing that, Timothy. We really are. But a big part of it was that he binged 10 episodes in a row. If I'm doing the math, that's five straight hours of science unscripted content. <laughs> Hell yeah, Timothy. I love it. Yeah. Um, one thing he wanted to correct was we had been talking about what this, this discussion or this research on what happens if you get $10,000 unexpectedly, what do you do with it? And a surprising number... You're, you're very generous with it. You give it to other people, right? A lot of it. At least 50%. Depends how you define generosity. Yeah. And he went on to say... Uh, you know, you associated, meaning Connor here, I was one who said that, you associated Adam Smith, um, this, the, 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 one of the original economists, with... The self- reference you made was homo economicus, right? Yes. Uh, and I associated Adam Smith with that, with selfish greediness. And he says, I think if you're familiar with his theory of moral sentiments, you would conclude that Adam Smith would predict exactly the altruistic behavior you described in this study. I mention this because it seems that one or both of you seem to have a background in philosophy, maybe, question mark. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've dabbled, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you for correcting that, that that is a natural part of, of human economic behavior, because in some ways it's, I suppose, self-serving, but it is a predicted part of the economic model. 
All right. Yeah, that wraps up our emails. Um, just a little science here at the end that is connected to some of the other things that, um, yeah, we're paying attention to at the moment. And this is language. And language, in this particular case, it's a study out of the U.S. state of Iowa, where they were trying to figure out to what extent people could understand spoken words. Uh, what kind of people? Uh, homo sapiens. I, I, I assume no, the extent to which we can understand spoken words. How quickly can you process that information? Oh, how quickly? Okay, right. Yeah. In some ways, I remember it, uh, watching a clip from the physicist Richard Feynman, who Feynman? Yeah. was saying that when we use words, it's it's like I'm trans. I have an image in my head. I use a word to try to convey it, and then you translate it into your brain. There's some. There's a delay. There's well, a we lag. we all have concepts in our brain, right? And these things, we learned them a long, long time ago. We've attached concepts to those things that they were. In, they were initially probably sensual perceptions, and then we understood them when we categorized them with these concepts inside our head with words attached to them. Right. His his the, the larger argument is that you might think we're speaking the same language, but every every communication is an act of translation, even if it's in the because same language. Because we've all learned those concepts differently. We have a different image. Yeah. So in this particular study, they were kind of looking at how, when we're deciphering that, this linguistic content, uh, how, how that changes over time, how quickly can we do it, and what is the age frame? What, what kind of words are we talking about here? Single words. So the example, and I'm taking this straight from the press release, because it's, it, I mean, I looked through the study, but this is the one that was the best. Um, they had a target word on the screen, yeah. and in this case, it was sandal. Sandal. And then they had pictures, and I, one of the pictures might have been a sandal, yeah. but another one was a sandwich, and the sandwich. other one was a candle. So oh. sandal, and you've got sandwich, candle, right? Got it. it takes a second for you to wait there. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're kind of intentionally slowing you down to see how long that lag takes. See, my initial, do, do you want to know what the, the image that popped up in my head when you said sandal? Sure. Adam Sandler. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. I was thinking of a Roman sandal that goes up your, like, all the way up your calf. No, it was the movie Billy Madison. That was the first thing that popped up, and him putting that sunscreen on. <laughs> See, it's a translation. It really is translation. Roughly 100 participants, so not that many people, but aged 11 to almost 80. And the takeaway is that you get slower and slower as you age, but the age of about 40, in your 40s, that's the critical point. So up until about 40. Oh, I just turned 40. What happens at, at that point? You start getting slower. Huh. And you slow, you keep getting slower and slower <laughs> and slower. I mean, it's not that extreme. I think it's something from a fifth of a second slower at recognizing spoken words, like if you're in your 70s, as compared to someone in their 40s. Now, the fastest are the people in their 20s and 30s. And I think what's interesting about this research is, one, this whole process of slowing down happens later than they thought. 40s is, is a nice age. You can kind of be okay with that, slowing down a little bit in your 40s. But also the question is, why is that the case? Yeah, what, why is that? So there's obviously the the physical or the motor skills, or the, they did this with eye tracking software. And so it shouldn't have been the case that they, were, you know, you need, they needed their finger, their digit to go pluck the screen. It was eyes and fingers. Um, one of the theories they're examining is whether this is connected to how social you are. Hmm. how often you are engaging with human beings on a daily basis. And then you're you're training your brain then to react fast because the faster you react, the more, the better it is for conversing with other people or interacting with other people. Exactly. That that, that may be a part of it. Um, The other aspect of it, or one other theory, again, these are just theories, is that perhaps your vocabulary isn't as large 
I don't find this one as, as convincing, but maybe your vocabulary at age 20 isn't as large as it is at age 40 and beyond. And you have fewer concepts to sort through to <laughs> yeah. figure out yeah, if, what sandal means. Yeah, if it's an algorithm to sift through all that data, if you've got a vocab, active vocabulary, I don't know, of 20,000 words versus 40,000 or hundreds of thousands of words to go through, yeah. that has to take longer in some way. Now, I don't know if that holds true for a word like sandal. It's not like I'm parsing through all sorts of you know, other words to try to identify what that means. Yeah. It's just one of the ideas. And the study, it wasn't the point to solve it. It was actually... It was just to determine it, I guess. It was to determine it, yeah. It was an extension of... What they're actually doing is tracking school children to see how they're doing with language identification, identification word identification, and then they extended it to this larger group, and they can see the drop-off. So it's something to be aware of that if you're forced in this very specific situation, to react to words, uh, it it takes longer. And the other thing people like us think Mm -hmm. about or I think about is then if you're listening to a podcast, if you're listening to audio, it may take longer as you age to make sense of it. Yeah, It's strange, but that appears to be true at least a fifth of a second longer so what is that what is the tip for people listening right now is if you if you don't understand us it's because you're too old so it's down to 50 percent of speed and or, then or we should can... or should we speak more slowly no for whom for, for, I, I think for our seasoned listeners out there no we've got we've got emails coming in saying that we we're doing it just right gabe okay. or at least well one that you you should uh you know, maybe introduce yourself more powerfully, but I think that's a separate separate yeah. issue for next time. Okay. All right, Connor. Well, thanks a lot for that study. That's, uh, yeah, it's uplifting. Not really, but I, I again, if if you're going to find out negative things about yourself as you age, I think you can do it with much more grace if you know it's a fact. It's well, coming. That's, that's a nice tip. That you, the one way to, to counteract it is to is to hang out with people. More. Possibly. That's good. Possibly. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Keep social. Being social. We are social animals. Most of us you know, to, to varying extents. If you have any questions, any other thoughts on that part of language, that idea, or, or maybe any suggestions, especially in the form of an audio message, we love those. You can attach them via email yeah. of how Gabe should introduce himself in the future. You, you guys can tell us any, just write anything you, that on your uh, mind, anything. Yeah, it doesn't actually, matter what yeah. it is. We'll, we'll, we'll read it. We'll love, we'll love to hear it. <laughs> SU at DW.com. Scripted.